I'm not going to kill you. Your job would be to tell the rest of them that death is coming for them tonight. Tell them Eric Draven sends his regards. <laughs> Hello, horrible people, and welcome back to this horrible place. Don't get too comfortable. Horrible things are about to happen. My name's Caitlin. My name's Jen. And we're the horrible witches guiding you through this horrible place. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 72. 72. And happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Or singles, whatever you're doing. We love all you horrible people We love you no matter what. Um, Someone I know delightfully refers to this day as too drunk to fuck. What? (laughs) They get wasted and deliberately protest having any, like, so, like, romantic interaction. Oh, my god. Maybe not anymore, as I know that this person now has a wonderful lover. But back in the day, too drunk to fuck day was a thing. (laughs) Regular. Every year. (laughs) Oh, my god. Super fun. And we have a really fun, exciting, like, episode this week for you. And it's such a good on-point Theme right for this it's our patron <laughs> horror show so yeah. our patron members have been like nominating some selections we had a lot of amazing things to yeah. draw like spring warm bodies my bloody valentine to name a few but we put all the names in a cauldron pulled one out and it was the, the crow, crow. Which is wow. such a classic. 1994, Brandon Lee, rest in oh, yes. peace, my goodness. Like, Yeah, it's just like a really intense and like heavy film <sighs> about like life and death and love and loss. And oh just gosh. like, it's so tragic and it's perfect. It's a gothic romance. Yes. And let me just say, in my high school days, okay, I think I've mentioned before, like vampirefreaks.com, there were so many online Eric underscore Draven666 yeah. <laughs> usernames and shit in there. People who dress like him, look like him, wore makeup yes, like him. The makeup it's is such so a dope. 90s goth look that people like obviously Emulated, just completely yeah. stole from that yes. film. Yeah. And well, like, I mean, I guess it was already like a look too, but still, it was fucking. It's just so nostalgic. It's It's so nostalgic for that reason. It just brings me right back. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Louise, for your submission. Yeah, Louise. She said this is one of her favorite films, which is like understandably so. It's a very, very good film. This is my first time seeing it, it. which is also very exciting. exciting, (laughs) Yay! I can't wait to hear what your stab reading is. I know. It was directed by Alex Proyas. It came out in 1994. I was just one year old. A little baby. Oh, little (laughs) Yeah. I was just four. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Imagine us playing where we're like that little oh, and I was baby. not a nice kid don't oh, play with me okay. I think I've told I was stories. like all sunshine just like you right probably were yeah. <laughs> I would have probably cried for whatever you yeah, did yeah I probably would have been awful to you sorry <laughs> I did not like other kids when I was a baby alrighty then happy Valentine's no just kidding um, so it stars Brandon Lee who's Bruce Lee's son this yes. was like a huge moment for him like this was gonna be his turnaround like breakout role he's done yeah. he's done a, a lot he of movies he felt that but... he was essentially living in the shadow of his father's yeah death who if you know anything about bruce lee he unfortunately met an untimely demise as well and tragically he lost his life at a very young age with children and a wife uh left behind and brandon lee was that one of those children that was left behind and supposedly there's so many things like we watched the cursed films episode on shutter just to discuss for this reason and like 
Oh my goodness, there's so many things in relation to that movie that's like line up with both how his father died and also his own life and the content of the film. Like it's so it is so crazy. crazy. Essentially, the synopsis of The Crow is that two lovers meet an untimely demise when gangsters break into their apartment and brutally murder and abuse Ooh. and rape them. Uh, one of them. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, essentially, uh, the man is resurrected to avenge this horrible wrongdoing by a crow so crazy. a year after his death and that is how the whole premise of the story oh my and it's gosh. actually based on a comic book which you kind of like learn more about in the cursed film yes. so they do talk about it a little bit and that and was written by james obar and it was supposedly a very small i haven't seen it personally but a very small little comic um with like little detail throughout like it's like they really expanded on the film for this yeah for sure and like some of the actors as we said brandon lee yes. and sarah is played by rochelle davis sophia shyness plays shelly webster who's in those like spliced scenes we only really she's we see her fiance, here and there yeah. yeah she's the fiance and then michael massey is a fun boy and ernie hudson as sergeant albrecht yes which we love albrecht yes by the that's, oh. there's also an albrecht in atharados oh, and we're just like living movie for the name. we are obsessed Obsessed. It has forever. its problems. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it, but it's Whatever. a great movie. Who cares? It's fucking scary as fuck. Yeah. I can't even look at a glass of milk the same anymore. <gasps> ever. And back to um, the comic, um, James Obar, who wrote the comic, he actually lost um, his fiance, who was killed by a drunk driver. Yes. So this, like, heavily inspires the story. And, like, right. I feel like that's, it was almost, like, cathartic for him. And that's probably what he felt like doing, because it was... Like, it was this person's fault to, like, get behind the yeah, wheel. Yeah, like, there's a point in this documentary know. of Chris Ugh, Holmes where they interview Michael Berryman, and he says something. I actually wrote down this quote because it's actually so awesome. It says, Sometimes in life you can take from what you have experienced and bring a piece of that into the character that you're developing, and it can help you heal, it can help you have a cathartic experience, and it enhances the performance. And I thought that was a really sweet way of, like, thinking about what he was t talking about essentially with... Uh, James O'Barr losing his fiance. Yeah. This was how he coped with it. Yeah. He created this whole story. Yeah. And there's a whole character that actually Michael Berryman was supposed to play that didn't get cast yes. because of the whole tragedy that, that took happened. place. Yeah. But it was called the Skull Cowboy, who apparently frequently kind of appeared in the comic. Yeah. And he had a whole suit cast on his body. And like, if you know this guy, he's like seven or eight feet tall already. Yeah. So they had a huge suit cast around him. And oh my goodness, it was fucking so cool. It looked so fucking cool. sick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And he was explaining how uncomfortable and horrible it was to wear it. And he yeah. basically, like, they shot, like, one scene in it. And then they just never flew him back to do the rest because yeah. of what happened. And it was just such a big deal. Like, their budget got cut in half and, like, shit happened. Yeah. So. Um, near the end of their filming, there was a scene where they use a stunt gun. And unfortunately, there was like a previous stunt bullet still lodged in there. Mm -hmm. And they didn't check to see if there was like an obstruction in the barrel before they shot it. And yeah, they so, shot a blank yeah. afterwards. And the blank was enough to dislodge what was inside that gun and actually shoot him. And actually shoot him. And, and yeah. everyone did not realize initially that he was really hurt. And they were he was just laying down and everyone's waiting for him to get up and waiting for him to get up. And then they start to realize like something's wrong here he's still not moving and when so they went heavy. over to him apparently he was already unconscious he was not like talking or anything like that they got the medic eventually um and got him to the hospital and For hours hours but... he was in surgery and unfortunately he died on the yeah. table and that and was it 
watching that one hour documentary of them like talking about it and the people who were actually there and one guy actually like can't talk about it anymore he's like I don't want to talk about the hospital like it's just so heavy and then they were they weren't going to continue to make this movie but then the family reached out and they're like he was so passionate about this and he was so proud of his work like is there anything you can do to still get this movie out and so all of them even though it was heartbreaking they used his stunt double they ended up making a mask uh, of his, like a cast of his face for the stunt double to so wear it is so scary it's chilling oh it's my chilling. gosh yeah when they show so essentially yeah the makeup artist lance anderson who is working on brandon the whole set doing all of his makeup he was then hired at, like he was already working for them but he was he was asked to please create a mold of Brandon's fucking face to yeah. put on the stunt double so his face would be the exact same and when he put the mask on there's like f- filming like footage of it and there's a side eye that he does and he looks like the fucking reincarnation of Brandon so Lee's creepy. death and it's so scary it's so crazy and everyone he said he's like everyone was like <clears throat> freaking out like actually like uncomfortable yeah. when he was walking around like that because it's like literally this it's dead guy seeing, yeah you're seeing that, yeah. that you all loved and cared about deeply is now walking around you it's the same as <sighs> like poltergeist curse films yes, where we talked about yes. that they force them to work around like with her and figure it out there and it's I just know. like the idea of it it just Ugh, I know it's, it is heartbreaking and like this one guy I'm not sure if this is the case but he said that like the studio kind of cut corners and used one person to be or something and the person was overworked wasn't used to this like quality of like of of like making movies and stuff and like that one fatal mistake of not checking to see if there's an obstruction yeah like, and I love life. this too because in Curse Films they actually do a demonstration of how this happened and he literally does it right in front of you he puts a blank uh, bullet he shows you the difference first off between a real one and a blank one puts the blank in it gets lodged he shows you that it's lodged and he shows you how when you look down the barrel while the chamber is not loaded and like in you can see no light through and he's like that's the first sign that there's something in there that you need to clean it he's like because anything that's in there dirt salt the Mm -hmm. tiniest bit of anything fires at you fast enough to lodge a bullet into a human body and essentially that's exactly what happened that when they fired the blank which he did he left the the first round in there and then he fired a blank and you see this thing it goes probably like 10 feet away and it about the same distance that brandon was from the gun yeah and it fucking goes through the wood into a blanket into some hay or whatever behind it (sighs) and he shows you the size of what came out and that is obviously if it's not a through and through, you're in fucking trouble with a bullet because that means it's inside of you. It could get caught in an artery and start bouncing around your body oh and it god. will fuck you up. Oh my god. Yeah, shards of it too will get into your bloodstream and shit and lodge in different parts of you. Like yeah. shit can go so wrong, especially if it's in your organs. Like I just, that's so it's scary so and crazy saddening. And, and, so like, sad. and there were so many theories too because Bruce Lee, he also died prematurely and he died in the middle of making a film and yeah. everything like that. And there were theories on like a curse. Um, if yes. you ever watched Bruce Lee's um, documentary, there's like a whole thing about his family being cursed. All the men in his family are cursed yeah. and followed by a demon that will like deliberately hunt down all the men in the lineage. Yeah, but the weirdest thing to me is that Bruce Lee has filmed a scene in which the character he plays is playing a scene and gets shot with mm-hmm. a real bullet instead of a fake one. It's so weird. Like that parallel is like so freaky and it, is. it shows the scene in this documentary too. And it's like, oh, oh my goodness. It Very is. heavy, but I am 
glad that although it was really hard for them that they put this movie out and went ahead and like because you can tell how passionate he is about it like he's so good at acting Mm -hmm. super compelling like the makeup he was so scary like if this guy came charging at me in a dark alleyway like with that look on his face like holy shit you know like like, very good there was a point where he was like attacking a man named Tintin in the movie in an alleyway and like he's like the fuck are you doing clown and you could tell like you're afraid because like what else do you do other than just try and like scare him away from you right like that's kind of human instinct to like freak out and yes. just like get the fuck away from yeah, me right like you do not want people coming towards you that look like that at a fast speed especially when they're like essentially literally gunning for you yeah yeah <laughs> like <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah let's get into the story um, so yeah, it's Devil's Night, which we yeah. we just talked about this in a podcast with our friends. Dev- Devil's Night, the yeah. night before. Yeah, Devil's Lettuce. Mischief. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, Devil's Lettuce. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it's Devil's Night. And like at a certain point too, um, when they're walking around, there's been a lot of fires tonight. Like mischief is just awry in the neighborhood. And so Yeah, and it's kind of actually this shot where it's like panning over the city. It's very like Gotham City-esque. Mm-hmm. Like it's all very orange and black and like kind of red-esque and whatever. And then like you just hear sirens and it's slowly panning. Like very superhero yes. film kind of oriented. It's very interesting. I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. Um, and anyway, Sarah starts narrating and she kind of starts just like saying like, people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. Um, and just talks about how essentially that the crow can like bring someone back to wrong and and injustice, Mm -hmm. um, and injustice. Yes. And (laughs) yeah, that's exactly what happens is she's like, uh, visiting, there's like a crime scene that we see. Um, and there's like a red and black loft, basically my teenage bedroom. Beautiful. Yeah, wow. Seriously, I, well, oh it wasn't God. a loft, but it was red and black as fuck. Sweet. <laughs> Super gothy, candles yeah. everywhere. It was awesome. <laughs> I had the whole fucking works. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and we see this crime scene, and this is when we first meet our Sergeant Albrecht, and he's kind of just like investigating what's going on. And we see that our woman, Shelly, is still alive after this brutal and vicious beating and raping. We don't really see any of that information quite yet. We just know that a horrible crime has happened at this point. And essentially, her lover, Eric Draven, is dead as well. He's been thrown through the window. Yeah, you can see this, like, circular weird window with, like, shards. And you're like, what happened here on Devil's Night? This is crazy. It's fucking crazy. You see, like, a wedding invite on the ground, which is how we find out that the next day is their wedding. Supposed to be their wedding. And it's just like, how did these how did these goons even find their place? Is what I'm wondering. These goons, <laughs> yeah, they're fucking goons. Fucking goons. People who like think they're tough shit, but then like all point guns at oh each other God, at a table. Oh my God, that was the, you know the what most I mean? ridiculous. That's universe. what I mean. People who you can't trust yeah. because like they're all just like they're I'll burning kill like you cigarettes you on their tongues this. and stuff. I'm oh just like, what is God. happening right Remember now? Remember the story of the people? I have neighbors that like once did that in front of me because they were like fucked. What? Yeah, it was so weird. I, I do not remember. Oh my they, God. they were like playing music really loud at like four in the morning they just started it did really they loud. flinch when they burnt the cigarette on their own tongue no no no, oh, no. i went upstairs to be like hi it's four in the morning why are you playing limb biscuit at full volume thanks and they both came out in the hallway fucked up on who knows what <laughs> oh my god and one of them the dude had no shirt on I've, i think i've told this story yeah before. i remember anyway, yeah. now i remember no shirt on. And he literally was like smoking when he first came out and they were like oh don't worry no one's here but us and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what do you mean? We're like, in an apartment Like, building. as in, like, oh, don't report you because you're not having a party? Yeah. Like, then turn the fucking music down <laughs> if there's only two of you. Anyway, and then, yeah, he oh continued God. to uh, 
put the cigarette that he was smoking out on his tongue in front of okay. me. And just for, I was like, what do you even anyway, say to, go what to, do you bed. Even say to that? I'm going like, to go to bed and okay. please turn the music down. Yeah. Uh, fuck oh, off. <laughs> Basically. That is crazy. Yeah. I have really weird experiences. People get yes, ballsy you do. in front of me. I don't you know. really do. I don't know. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, that, that's what they remind me of anyway. Goons. Yeah. They're fucking goons. They are People really. that I can't take seriously, but think they're tough shit. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And when I mean, it I guess shows... they're kind of tough. They did horrible things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it shows the um, invitation to, it also does like these flashbacks of like their love and their life together and it's super There's cute. There's lots of like I love yous, which is pretty sweet. But, like, yeah, perfect for Valentine's Day today. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Um, they were very much in love. Yeah, and then um, basically this woman is on the stretcher talking to the sergeant and asking where Eric is because she doesn't know what's happened to him. So, like, she's being wheeled by his body, but she doesn't even know he's, like, on the ground next to her fucking covered up with, like, a body bag oh, at this point. That's so rough. Or, like, a sheet or whatever, yeah. And, like, wow. this is where Sarah actually appears and realizes who it is, and she kind of announces that, like, she knew them and that they cared for her. And he's yeah. like, oh, like, your parent, like, godparents yeah, or whatever, yeah. like, who, what are they to you? And she's like, no, they just, like, took care of me. And we kind of learn eventually that, like, Sarah is, like, a street kid kind of because well, like, her, yeah, mom her mom's is, like, a drug addict. Yeah. And, like, just, like, obviously, like, I think possibly prostituting herself for, like, drugs and money and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, she's just living on her own, this poor kid. And, essentially, they were, like, helping care for her so that she's not just, like, fucking starving to yeah. death and stuff, which is so sad to think about. I know. Like, and that's devastating for her to, like, walk up on, too. It's just, yeah. like, all very crazy. She sees, like, his body on the ground. Like, that's so sad. That's way too much. And, like, knows. She knows, too. She says to the cop, like, she knows that he's going, that he's dead, that he's lied to the, the girlfriend, the fiancé, about him being, her being dead, and that she's going to die, too. And she's like, fuck, basically. Oh, my God it is actually so heavy yeah <sighs> and so like yeah it's sad and then like we just kind of flash forward to one a year later year later yes and somehow like his grave starts moving and he starts coming out of the grave because this crow revives him and it's yeah. the craziest fucking shit and then and i don't right know before though yeah. sarah brings like flowers to the grave and sees the crow on the tombstone remember yeah. and just kind of like takes note of that because there was also a crow at the crime scene which i forgot to say in like the yes, circle window that's so true so yeah anyway we did see the so crow for the like, first time weird. at the crime scene in the intro scene yeah which crows it was freak right me when they out. died oh don't let them freak you out girl but they freak me out no they have facial recognition but they're I, I, very intelligent creatures and they're always thinking they're very smart i feel like they're and they always bring you gifts if they like love you yes <gasps> okay, now nice I want to befriend the crows. Oh, don't just befriend I the crows because gifts. you want something from it. You have to be nice to it. <laughs> I would be nice to it. I, saying, that's what I was yeah, saying. No. I've never been mean to a crow. Well, but they do good. have facial recognition. And if you're... Yeah, like, I just and they avoid hold them. grudges and stuff. Like, if you are mean to them, they will, like, yeah. remember and they'll tell and they'll tell. That's what I mean. You. They'll tell their friends. That's but the scary part. But that's why part. I'm just saying, like, just, like, be nice to them and, like, respect them. And, and they'll respect you. No, if you, like, you, like, people, like, feed them stuff, like, on a regular basis and stuff like that or, like, help them with dire so situations cute. they will like start bringing you little gifts like, like shiny branch. things oh shiny things yeah they like shiny stuff so like they'll bring you to shiny the crows things. out there i do like, like shiny things have you ever seen like videos or like things of those people sometimes post like, like they have a relationship with a crow i'm watching way too much stuff <laughs> trashy they'll, like, lay out all the stuff and it'll be like little pieces of jewelry they found on you're the gonna ground put me on and, like, a youtube wormhole of just like crow gifts it's amazing gifts. crows are beautiful creatures i love them so much people who don't like crows i mean like no uh, Oh, yeah. They're very beautiful. But uh, this brilliant idea came to me when I was drinking wine and watching this movie. Because Brandon, like, obviously they have this good, 
uh, connection, him and the crow. And so I called it crow communication. Throughout the movie, <laughs> whenever they're talking to each other, it's called crow communication. Because they just, they like do this weird eye and like cinematic thing where they're like, like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, they're communicating. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he comes back to life. I don't know exactly where he is or where he gets the makeup, but he's looking at this mask. No, this is the thing that I thought was actually weird. The crow guides him, right? Yeah. So, like, he's following the crow. It's all rainy and shit. He actually goes back to his own loft apartment. Right. And that's where he is. It's like, it's just, like, been abandoned. And there's nobody around and, it's and the whole neighborhood. But, no, but I think it's because he's dead. Like, I, he's kind of in shadow mode sometimes, You're you know? Right. He can, like, disappear and what Sort of. He's, yes. Sort of. No, I like that. So I think that. it's because he's dead and there's, like, no one else around because of that. Yeah. So he's just, like, confused. But, like, this is something that I thought always, like, was kind of just a weird loophole in the story of, like, why does he just, like, believably trust, like, he has to follow this crow, like... He all of a sudden climbs out of his grave. Knowing, but you, know? you just climb out of this grave. It's the crow communication. He's like can barely walk. He's we'll like never tired. Understand. It's the communication. <laughs> it's the crow communication. And I just we're not I in. Just, we're I just all think in. about it and I'm like, I would be like, am I dead? Am I alive? I would be like, where do I go? Am, should I go yeah. to like the police? Like, yeah. someone bury me alive? Am I what year the is it? The crow's like, I will bring he you shiny things it. if you kill these guys. Yes, I'll just bring kidding. you He's the doing shiny evil murderers. Yeah, of you and your wife. Oh my god. Revenge. Yeah, but he's looking at this mask and he kind of gets inspired and covers his face in white. It's this awesome scene with like the sh- the broken window in the background sometimes, and he puts like the almost clown mimey like black yeah. lines, and it's so cool. It's very recognizable. Mm. Like lots of people have done makeup on it, and also he looks a little bit like Vil Valo, the vocalist of like a band called Him, His Infernal Majesty. Have you ever mm, heard no. of them? No, <laughs> no, not at all. You're talking I just to Jen. Wanna, like, show you a little picture of this guy. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just look up his. Oh, oh yeah, that's like crazy. Because it's, it's I the used to chin. It's this the band, chin. Gothic romance band. Yeah, and like I feel like he maybe wrote and this whole like fucking album yeah. space around these films. Seriously, yeah. him and Brent, like their chins are very like they both squared have off the at the end. Shape yeah, 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 yeah. And like same and kind of paleness. hairstyle. Yeah. And then there was a time where like Bill Vallo like sometimes would wear makeup and stuff. So like the more makeup he wore, the more oh, he would look yeah. like Brandon Lee, and like he would dress like that a little bit, like not quite as bondagey, but a little. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like you know. Anyway, oh, yeah, God. just like so funny. Like that was definitely like a '90s look, and it was like, I'm here for it. Yeah, right. That's like my '90s like life. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so he's got all his makeup, and he goes outside, and he's just like running around town because the crow is leading him to his first yeah, place yeah i love that i love that he like, leaps off building it's awesome. very superhero-y this is a very like superhero-esque moment yeah it's like, like the way that he jumps yeah. and like things like that yeah he's just very much like yeah he's he's doing the <laughs> avenger thing right? it's what i think i look like while i'm trying to do this stuff but it's probably very lanky and uncoordinated in reality but i love doing like pretending that i'm a fucking just like parkour you know just launching off stuff and oh, being man. crazy yeah i don't know you can't bring me anywhere but um <laughs> yeah so he also sees his cat at the oh, apartment yeah. and he says i think when he picks her up he's like i thought you were dead or something like yeah. that and like He's just like, are like, how are you still alive or something like that? And I think it's because the cat is dead too, because there's a scene later on that they show where I think they like throw the cat through the window as well, <sighs> which is just wow. fucking awesome. That's crazy. As always, love yes. that. But yes. ugh. Crazy. anyway, and yeah, so I think it's like a ghost cat, and I think that's really sweet that it's been in the apartment the whole yeah. time, just like being like, where are my owners? Like, oh my god. Eric comes back, and it's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, we're so happy. I'm like, I want the ghost cat to be by itself. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna feed the ghost cat? That's right.
Yeah, so essentially he is in the alley. He finds his first guy, oh, Tintin, yes. that we find out later. That's what his name is. And the guy at first is like, he's by a fire, like an alley fire, just warming himself by himself. And yeah. he's just like, whoa, what the fuck? Kind of like startled by it's Brandon's not Halloween, like, presence. Yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Brandon listened to me by Eric's presence because, yeah, he's got his makeup on. He's got his bondage gear on. He looks intimidating. He's yeah. just charging at him. Like, not, like unstoppable. Yeah. So he's kind of like trying to like, scare him away from him a little bit because obviously this is a very intimidating scene and this guy feels like he's tough yeah. shit considering what he's done yeah. with his life. Oh yeah. Um yeah, and he just fucking tell goes on this whole thing being like, I'm gonna tell you a story about like what happened, like blah 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 and being like You went into this loft and like you cut her, you raped her, like so, like just basically telling this and he like he does he recognize says, and remember? What he says is, Yeah, I remember that bitch. She fucking loved it. Oh and he just like I love that in that scene it's not just anger he actually like puts his head down for a second like it hurts him so badly that he says that and i'm like that's such good acting right like he's just like actually like so appalled that he like needs to take his acting was phenomenal so good like phenomenal like i was scared of him i felt for him i was emotional like it was just it was crazy yeah it was crazy it was and then at one point uh tintin like throws a knife at him and he catches it in midair so he's got like fucking ninja dead reflexes i don't know yeah it's crazy and there is a point too where he did earlier like cut his hand and he realized that his hand <gasps> heals super fast yeah. again like another superhero kind of esque thing yeah. um yeah and like so that's how he knows that he can get injured without it being a consequence to his life so he's not afraid of being shot at or things like that because yeah. he knows his life is not at stake here he's yeah, okay yeah it's true so that's really quite interesting is that like not only has the crow brought him back but he's been given the supernatural like abilities yeah. yeah to yeah. like do what but for a limited right. amount of time i don't know um but well, yeah but it, it like works yeah, out because there, he yeah. gets he gets what he comes yeah, back exactly. for right so um yeah and then i love this so like we don't quite know exactly how this ends we know that he's stabbed and like that's kind of it we don't see the body right away and then we're at the nightclub and this and that and like this fucking awesome band is playing medicine they're playing 90s bands love that girl's look into it anyway <laughs> <laughs> um super reminds me also of like buffy's club where everybody would hang out and live music would play you know like buffy the vampire slayer just like totally like that anyway same <laughs> yeah, deal. love yeah, it yeah. um yeah and there's like a whole gangster convo going on upstairs yeah, with like, like this fucking like, ancient vampire and his like right and his long his mistress yeah oh she's <laughs> whatever this and shit. they're like oh they're just so evil you know yeah they're, they're just, very evil yeah. um she's showering and the first thing that we see of her is like her long hair and she has a huge tattoo on her back and like huge makeup mm-hmm. very red and black esque like gothy yeah. blah blah and then, like, she, she cut. They, there's out. another girl yeah. there for some reason. I don't know. Well, I think she's a victim of theirs. Yes. And, but she yeah. seems comfortable. She seems like she's just chilling, doesn't she? Or does she seem... I think she's dead. Oh, she's dead. She's definitely dead. That's why I'm like, like, what do you they mean roll, comfortable they, they and, roll like, her. chilling? <laughs> she's, uh, yeah. They roll her over and she's literally dead. Yeah, that's what it is. the girl's like, is she asleep? And then they roll her I'm over sorry, and her said, eyes are still. And then she's like, I think we broke her. That's yes, what the guy that's says. I think we broke her. You're the the look you just gave me there, guys, out. like, Caitlin just put, like, chills into my... She looks at me like... She's well, not having a good time at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Like, why are you thinking she's comfortable Because in the beginning, she just looked like she was just, like, sleeping. But then they do roll her over, and she's dead She's AF. very dead. Yeah. And then she's like, I love her eyes. And then, like, sometime later, we see the eyeball. But it's just the weirdest thing. So, obviously, like, the girl 
cut her eyeball out. For yeah, she starts to kind of go towards her eye with a knife or like a blade. Yeah. Um, like, uh, anyway, and that's oh essentially what she's doing is like mutilating. Just showing their evilness. Fucking but sacrificing people. Was that guy with the long hair there that night of the murder and rape and everything? He's the one who organized it. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it had something to do with like his own rituals or something, but it was Devil's Night. And essentially he did yeah, say nothing okay. like that happens without my say. So just true, so you true, know, true, true, true. you weren't like coming out of this. Yes. Basically, yes. he gets pretty arrogant later on. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we basically like kind of get a little brief glimpse of Sarah's life with her mom and her mom. We don't even know it's her mom at first. She just sits down at this table in this bar. Like, oh, and she just some walks man's in. on her lap. Or, no, like, she's on a guy's lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like just making out bra straps <laughs> out kind of crap and she's just like, yeah, fucking means so gross. She's like, what do you want? I'm busy. To her own child. And she's like, well, I had dinner thanks to the police tonight. <laughs> kind of thing. And she's like, Okay, well, here's some money kind of thing. Fuck off, basically. Yeah. yeah. And her mom is just a piece of crap. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, so gross. And then it goes to this, like, pawn shop situation. Gideon's pawn yeah. shop. Yeah. And the crow's there first because always he's like, Rah! And then um, Eric, like, knocks on the door. And he then the he starts doing the raven. Quote. Yeah, it's yeah. So Did you hear Suddenly, me rapping? Suddenly, I hear rapping, <laughs> rapping at my chamber door. And he's just like saying it in such a funny way. He's like, "Did you hear me rapping?" <laughs> yeah, it was awesome because he's like a poet and guitarist. Like, so he just is like the, his lines are he's hilarious. He's very into his like drama. Yes, this delivery. Right? I love it. I love it. I can see how so many movies kind of like took inspiration, or like actors kind of took inspiration, like Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, definitely, I could totally see all the influence yeah. from there crazy so what did was this um this pawn shop guy he wants the ring the engagement ring back of his fiance right. because this yes. is where the gangsters essentially brought it to and this guy just like keeps a lot of really expensive rings and it feel like he could be living very comfortably if he sold literally all yeah. of them like, yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so he's going through a box in the back and like essentially like threatening this man in the front being like I'm going to fucking kill you. you yeah. find his ring. <laughs> yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't want to kill you, but I will. Um, and then he's like, he almost does kind of kill this guy at, at, a, at a moment. He's like, he's, he just dumps gasoline in there. Honestly, though, the guy just stands there while he does it. I would be out the door. As soon as someone starts dumping gasoline at my feet, I'm gone. I'm so far gone. It takes like one yeah. fucking proper lighter to light that up. And that's me. That's on fire. Nope. <laughs> I'm not having that. I don't want to be oh on fire. Oh my God. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we also get like another flash. Tintin's body is found by the cops finally. And we see all these knives in his chest, like several yes. right into his sternum. It's it was awesome. crazy, right? I actually loved that. And there's a blood crow at the scene on the wall painted for the first time. And this is when a detective is kind of fighting with like a sergeant in like the lower kind of cop area. They're just bickering about territory, having a pissing war over like whose case it is and what this means and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like... This cop is obviously very smart, Sergeant Albrecht, and, like, this detective is obviously very arrogant. Yes, <laughs> Having, like, I know. a lot of, like, annoying oh moments. Like, I don't know, you have to work pretty hard to be a detective, so it's kind of annoying when you're being stupid. <laughs> right? It's so true. Just let him figure it out. And then, oh. yeah, so there's that like, big explosion, because he, like, walks away from the pawn shop and is just like... Pfft. Boom. And he does get out. The clerk gets out. Gideon yeah. uh, manages. And but he said something about like your job is to let the rest of them know that death is coming to them. That's why he said that he's letting them live. Basically, it's yeah. like yeah, you have to tell them all tonight that I'm coming for yeah. them. Basically, yeah. like Whoa. he's just chills. like warn them. I don't give a fuck. 
So crazy. And then this is when he just seems to be, like, sauntering away from this crime scene. And the officer arrives. Like, freaking Sergeant Albrecht is here. Yeah. And he sees him kind of thing. And I think he recognizes him a little bit. He's like, don't move or you're dead. And he says, and I say, I'm dead and I move. Yes, <laughs> and I I'm love like, that. I love it. That was such a sick uh, line. Oh, my such God. Such a good line. Yes. Um, and then he also says, then shoot if you will, Officer Albrecht. You don't remember me kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's just, like, getting him. He's taunting him. He has the gun against his hand. He's like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you doing right now? Oh, my God. And he realizes, like, you're the guy that killed Tintin. Like, I was just, like, on that murder. He found the body. And he realizes, because yeah. he's like, oh, didn't that guy, like, uh, have... He had the date with knives or something like that, yeah. he said. He yeah. hinted at him being dead with knives. And he's like, oh, you just killed that guy. Now you're, like, fucking blowing this place exactly. up. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He has, like, the makeup on, so he, it's not like he recognized him right away. That's like, right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, wait a minute. Like, he's like, there's no way, because I saw that body, you know? You would just think it's a weird coincidence, because you saw them dead. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets distracted by a second, because there's people, like, near the building on fire. He's like, hi, get the fuck away from there, idiots, basically. And then Eric Draven gets away. He, <laughs> he turns- like, which was so like why are you looking like getting distracted at a moment like this you know what i mean i was like I well, that is I'm a little sure bit of a shoddy of, like, i want to protect people because like that building is on fucking fire and probably <laughs> yeah, don't go into it's it true, like, it's true common sense yeah. <laughs> to these he needs some help he needs some backup yeah um, um and then next we see the ritual with the eyeball of this asian girl she's like laying on a table in her like sexy lingerie because obviously she's like as I, I guess she's kind of portraying a bit of, like, a succubus, which is, like, a female fucking incubus, which is a sex demon. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, so. That's kind of, like, her, her whole, her like, whole I, her whole thing. Yeah, yes. she's trying to be that. She seems like she's very sexual, very yeah. willing to, like, please her master, and very willing to cut women's eyeballs out for yes. rituals. Yeah, she So that's her that. whole thing. She, she was excited the mutilation. about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, doing lots of cocaine. They find out about Gideon's place being burned down, who they do business with. Um, and also about Tintin being murdered, who they do business with. Um, so they're just, like, learning this yeah. information right now of, like, what the fuck's going on and learning word that they don't know who's doing it, but someone is gunning down their men. Exactly, <laughs> right? And kind of at the same time, Eric actually encounters Sarah, and she's about to, like, cross the street, and he has to, like, pull her back as the car's coming. Like, he basically saves her life. And then she kind of, like, what's that line? He keeps saying, like, it it can't rain all the time or something like he, like she, he says that yeah. quote and she recognizes it it's from his lyrics Eric? of her yeah. song yes and, and she recognizes like his voice a little too and is like oh like i know it's you but he disappears uh-huh. and he refuses to kind of like be seen by her for a bit yeah it's so crazy and there was a scene that i really loved um of sergeant albrecht or whatever because he's looking at the scene and all of his photos mm-hmm. that he has and stuff and he draws like on a picture of him like the makeup to kind of see what it would look like right like it was that was really cool yeah i agree that is cool i did like that scene as well um yeah and he's just like doing that research essentially trying to figure out like eric's case and like his his co-workers taunting him a a little bit being like oh you're gonna get your ass like on fucking crossing guard duty because obviously like the last time he worked the case he kind of pushed it and got like sent down the the rank a little bit (laughs) oh my god that's crazy Um, and then we see sarah's mom getting shot up with heroin at this fucking gross guy and this is one of the guys that actually like murdered him and mutilated and tortured his wife yeah so that's great yeah like that's so that's actually so interesting to think about because she was somehow connected to the couple initially mm-hmm. and so do you think that he like him uh, were they would does sarah live in the same building as them 
and like saw them all the time like that's what i mean i wonder if they only got targeted because this mom is affiliated with this mob is my question i need to know i don't know um but but yeah so the it shows a really cool pov of the crow flying through the city and like and i'm like man i wish i could fly and then um he finds the next guy as you said who's making out with mom she's like shooting up morphine this guy has a gun and when uh, Eric comes up upon them, this guy shoots him through his hand. And there's like yeah. a hole in his hand. And he's just like, <laughs> and it like heals in front of our eyes. It's just like, whoa, it's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, actually. Because, yeah, that's like the first time he's really demonstrating his powers to someone yeah. else. Being like, look at this, fucker. Kind of yes. thing. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's just like, he's not worried at all because he's not in danger because... If you're fighting this undead dude, he's going to fucking ruin you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and he ends up shooting him. Uh, fuck boy. Yeah. Is it fuck boy? Fun boy. Fun boy. He ends up shooting fun boy and drags him to, uh, like, a nearby tub or whatever. And then ends up, like, going back and, like, rejecting the heroin from the mom's arm. And, or, yeah. sorry, the morphine from the mom's arm. Yeah. And saying, like, this is no way to be happy. You have a daughter who's yes. out on the streets starving, like, that you need to be caring for. He kind of just, like, fucking, like... Which is so like, crazy. Look at the situation you're in. That the morph... Like, it starts coming out of I her know, body. I know, I love that. I love that so much. He just, like, grabs her arm and essentially, like, his power forces it yeah. out of her veins, which yeah. is so wonderful. And before um, we move on from fun boy because this is when he dies he's actually the actor who pulled the trigger and yeah michael massey he has to like live with that it wasn't his fault because that's obviously up to the prop guys to make sure that the guns like whatever that's not he's an actor could you imagine like <sighs> how like yeah he said like um the the makeup artist who also like worked with him said that he was just beside himself when how do you when live he with realized that? what had happened and like when he died too he was like i i'm the one who did that and like it's like no one blamed him, but obviously he said that he completely oh my blamed God. himself and like it would ru- just like <sighs> how would it not ruin you as a person, right? Like and like as an actor, how would you ever hold a prop gun again? In I your know life? you would never That's be able to so shoot true. a weapon at someone. Yeah. Like I would never do it. I would again. I I honestly wouldn't even feel comfortable to me shooting a fake gun at people. I don't even like it. I don't like it. I just yeah. it feels wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. I don't like guns. Guns are designed Dangerous. to hurt people and hurt yes. things and kill things, and I don't like that. I yeah. just think it's fucked up, man. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like, that's really unfortunate that he... This role changed his life as well as it did a lot of other people. Yeah, um, especially but, because, like, they all had to continue working despite his death with their, with his stunt double. Yeah. And, like, so he died five days... Five or four... Four or five days before the end of set, like, recording all of this, and everybody was asked to, like, you don't have to come back but please would you finish yeah. this film and, but everyone had a sense of like we have to do this for him because because it's true that like his uh, like look at this movie like his acting is amazing it's, so yeah, compelling and it would have been like it's the only story, story of his to get out there right uh, like in regards to what happened and, and he was starring tragic. in this one like the yeah. other ones the other like action kind of whatever's that he was in before i feel like i don't know for sure but i feel like he was kind of like a character in it but this was like his moment and who knows where he would be today if this didn't happen. Because, like, that was phenomenal acting. That's something I think about, too. I'm like, if he didn't die from this movie, yeah. like, as a result of this being on this movie, would anything else that they considered to be, like, cursed from the film be relevant? Would they talk about it? Do you know what I mean? Like, the two electricians no, that no, caught on fire, yeah. would they talk about that? The hurricane that wiped out their set, would they talk yeah. about that? Like, I just wonder all the time, yeah. would they make, would they talk there, about any of it being a curse if it weren't for his death and his relation to, obviously, to Bruce Lee being his yeah. son and et cetera? No, it's I don't just think like so. I think it's like the, compi- the compilation of, like... Yeah, the, which I know, like, every curse is always just, like, 
what even is a curse? Yeah. Like a curse is like Twins. stigma that's given energy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's what it is. But it's crazy. So. One of those electricians like lost his ears and he caught fire. They like reversed. Yeah. They said wire. that his body had like second and third degree burns all over it because literally he backed up a cherry picker into a live wire and it electrocuted the whole vehicle and caught him on fire as a human being. He was yeah. on fire. Oh. Like, and then like shortly after that, like some representative of the movie uh, was like, um, accidentally kind of said things happen at least somebody <laughs> nobody died and then whoa but terrible so thing to say I know right <laughs> oh my gosh so in this scene he's like squeezing the drugs back out of her body and he's like be a better mother and yeah. um, so that kind of actually seems to take effect because yeah like I don't know she just yeah. gets clear-headed and she's like, you know what? What am I doing with my life? Like, that couple that I could have leaned on before is... I don't even know if she knew they were looking after her. I don't think she her, did. But yeah, I yeah. honestly got the impression that she had no idea yeah. that other people were, like, loving and caring it's for true. her daughter. Because I don't... She doesn't even care at all. She yeah. literally, like, barely gave her daughter, like, a few bucks to go get some food. Like, she clearly and was Eric not looking out for her. And Eric knows he's dead and, like, just carrying out this mission, possibly. So he's like, snap the fuck out of it and, ra- like, your daughter's amazing. Because she is. She's, I love Sarah. Yeah, she's, like, she's a very bright kid. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's got street smarts. She has to. Um, so... She, like, runs out of the bar upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of notice downstairs all these people, like, or whatever. And, like, the officer <laughs> is there and realizes her running out and kind of goes upstairs to be like, what the fuck is happening up here? And yeah. Eric is still, like, dealing with the body of Fun Boy upstairs right I know, now. I know. And my just, favorite. like, dragging him around and, like, yeah. putting him in the tub. And then I think my favorite scene in this entire movie is Sergeant Albrecht at home in his underwear with his cop hat on. He's just, like, wearing it at home, like, pondering the case. It really gets me in the zone when I'm thinking about a case while I'm at home. He's just, like, in <laughs> <Yeah>. his kitchen. <laughs> well, he also sees, so um, just as he gets upstairs and, yeah. like, finds this, like, scene. He's so, fuckboy, fuckboy, I keep calling him that. I don't know why. Because <laughs> Fun I thought boy? I heard it in the movie, oh. and I always thought it was fuckboy until I realized it was Funboy. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I think I just misheard it. Anyway. Um, he sees, like, again, several s- syringes in his chest the same way yeah. as the knives. And, like, the guy has been, like, overdosed on drugs yeah. to, like, kill him and, like, obviously just stab him in the fucking organs yeah. and heart and shit. So, like, yeah, that's fucking cool. And he sees Eric in the window on his way out and he sh- goes, shh, and then he runs yeah, out. Yeah, and he disappears. Yeah, he like, goes back. disappears out of the window. And yeah, then and then it shows in the his cop kitchen. scene of, like, Because he comes to his house, doesn't he? Yeah, like, I'm sure oh. that, honestly, there are probably so many dudes and, like, maybe women, too, that work in you uniform that like love themselves and like do that like just literally just like parade around. i feel like it was just him like wanting to get in the zone i don't know because uh, once you put the hat on, on. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing i like i loved that i'm like yes that was fucking sick so yeah he's still like talking to do- um let's call him dr albrecht because it was albrecht in fucking all Anyway, any do- <laughs> fucking officer sergeant Sash. albrecht uh, when he's there, he starts asking him, like, what happened to them? Because he doesn't quite know. He only gets flashes of stuff. And he can kind of, like, he knows what happened to his wife, essentially. But he doesn't know what happened to him. And he's kind of like, oh, right. you were, like, thrown out of a window. Um, and, like, obviously died from that. Yeah. And your your wife, your fiancé, did not die from her injuries. She died later at the hospital. And, like, he kind of, like, I think this is when, does he touch his arm at this point or later? Yeah. He feels, he feels he sees it all. Something and see, through. And yeah, he sees it through his eyes. Like, the hospital Yeah, like, every time he touches someone, he can see what they've done. Yeah. So, like, when he touches Fun Boy, he knows that he's the one that did this, this, and this yeah. to his wife. And he's, he like, you, he's, like, you stayed with her. And he's kind of, like, 
like, I love this character because he's like, no, like I was, I was sticking around to see if she had anything else to say. Like, don't think that I was doing this out of the goodness of my heart necessarily like staying he's with like her. Just doing he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I literally, like, I was just seeing like, don't think that I'm like the nicest person ever for being by your wife. It was, it was, it was yeah, my very genuine. I always have my cop hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, yeah. And then he Sorry. asks like, Eric's like, well, why didn't you do anything? And he's like, well, it's because I essentially tried to and I got in trouble. <laughs> like that's the bottom line is like, he did try to do something and like yeah. he got to his nose too deep in it and he got in trouble and was like pushed down the yes. ranks and told like, yes. step off basically. Yeah. Um, and he kind of says at a certain point that like nothing is trivial. So like, just keep that in mind, like going forward, like it's oh, like, I don't know. Just coming mm-hmm. back for like this this reason, I think, has merit. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and then we see some sad Draven playing some guitar on the rooftop, yeah. and we're also meeting with the killer leader again, like the vampire yeah. fucking wannabe. Oh my god, he's so uh, annoying. He reminds so me of like douchey. of like Lucius Malfoy, right. like just that kind of vibe. He of just is like so I'm that. evil just to be motherfucking uh, evil. Um, evil. It's my yeah. only existence. Nah. I eat glass <laughs> for breakfast. I don't right. Know. Um. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so the like Grinch, that. who's my favorite evil person ever. I fucking love it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, then he threatens Gideon there, too, the fucking guy. He fucking... So, like, the pawn shop owner, because he's like, why the hell was your shop burned down? How did you li- manage to live? Because he kind of starts to think, like, maybe you're doing all of this shit. And, right. Like, trying to pin it on some random fucking whatever. Yeah. And, nope, just doesn't buy that at all. No. He stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The end. The and then end. we see Sad Draven playing guitar on rooftops. Oh. <laughs> and he's just kind of like... Yes. And I'm like, stop. And Sarah's listening to his record as well. It's kind of like, ooh, because we see, like, the name of the record, Hangman's Joke, Last Laugh or something. Yeah. (sighs) And then she sees the crow as well in her, like, windowsill or whatever. She just, like, for a moment, and she's kind of like, I think she, like, is starting to pick up that, like, Eric is around or something's happening or, like, whatever. She's just, like, she's very intuitive and, like, perceptive and pays attention to her surroundings and takes it all in. Which I do not do enough. Um, (laughs) I disagree. I think you do. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm just floating around. Um, We're all just floating around. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Anyway, he ends up going and meeting with the killer, like, the killer leader, the vampire dude later. But T-Bird was in the car. He's kind of, like, the small gang leader. Oh, yeah. This other guy, I think, was one of his, like, other And he went in to get some chips or something from the store or something yeah and then the guy like um draven shows up yes. Eric, in the back seat and he's like drive basically like, let's pa- go he's like who are you he's like i'm your passenger and then there's this huge crazy car chase and i love it because like at one point they go pa- by this street and there's two cops that are just like sitting there pretty sure one of them has hot coffee am i wrong but i don't, I don't know one of them's like what in the crap <laughs> and then they fucking like <laughs> drive off because like maybe nothing ever really happens and they're like holy shit those people are going like 150 through the neighborhood yeah Oh my god, so there's a chase scene. This is where it gets kind of like action-y, and you're like, yeah. yeah, and then um, the cop car ends up like colliding with T-Bird in the car, and then like um, Eric ends up taping him up to the seat. Yeah. Which is awesome, because I slowly, like, when you're watching the scene, you can like slowly see exactly yes. where this is going, right? You're yeah. like, uh-oh. I know. If you're taped to a car, and you're on a dock, I mean, <laughs> uh-oh. I know, right? Um, and he's yeah. like, I know you. I knew I knew you. Yeah, he's so sure that, like, he recognized him and whatever. And, like, he's like, how are you alive? And whatever. Like, so many times people are saying this, like, we threw you through a window and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, we know that you're dead or whatever. He's like, am I though? I know. That's crazy. Yeah. So, basically, he just, like, put some kind of fucking rock or brick on the gas and into the lake or oh whatever he goes. Right? Tapes. With an like, explo- spo- uh, explosive in his crotch. Which was also random. Woo! 
Yeah, it's literally he like he's driving both off the dock into a lake, and then also his exploding. Whole yeah, dick explodes. just in case, man. Like you know, like just in case the whole like he manages to get out of the car and float uh, up to the top and breathe. It's just like I'm just gonna blow his dick up too, and then that'll do some more damage. I mean, he deserves area. that at least. Yeah, he would if he could have like lived through his dick being exploded off. That would have been more of a torture. That he <laughs> That's what Caitlin would fucking do. <laughs> just, just like the most inconvenient life change. Whoa, don't fucking rape don't fuck people. <laughs> don't mess with Caitlyn, everyone. I will fuck you up. <laughs> yes, you will. I'll probably just give a, like, a little slap on the hand. Depending, depending. I might just inconvenience your life in very minor ways. Like, find out what grocery store you go to, take up a really big space in the aisle, right? When you need to get your rice <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, I don't know. That's the kind of, that's what that's how I deal with <laughs> the problems in life. Caitlyn's <laughs> blowing up dicks. Well, it just depends on how freaking awful you are and if you deserve yeah. punishment or not. <laughs> There's a scale. I'd say if you, like, rape and murder couples on a regular basis. Yeah, the grocery store is a little is bit your too dick uh... <laughs> being blown up by fucking explosives. Oh my god, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. Um, and then this is when, uh, again, Eric actually does, like, another crow design in fire this time on the doctor. Yes! The first time it was blood, and then it was fire. It so was he does it each time Eric. after he, like, succeeds so in his kill. I loved it. There's also a little moment of Sarah and her mom. Her mom's making eggs. She's, like, up in the morning, all chipper, like, putting salt on some eggs and stuff. And she's like, who are you? She's like, someone woke me up. And it's like, oh, a little wholesome moment. Like, Sarah's mom is present. Yay. Yeah, and she kind of, like does reject it a bit because of course it's so hard to just immediately go from, <laughs> believe like, you yeah yeah well you just go from like having the worst mom ever who was like shooting morphine yeah. and fucking like prostituting herself out yesterday in front of you and not even caring if you ate to like all of a sudden making you breakfast for the yeah. first time probably in your life it sounds like yeah so it's like how did she even like live for as sure a baby? she's hoping That's for the best but she's about. not she's also maybe expecting in four hours when she comes home that something same thing you know yeah, like, she'll she's, snap back. She's yeah like, okay. like, who believes that right Whatever. so yeah anyway it was like really yeah really uncomfortable like situation but she kind of realized that she's trying and her mom kind of had like a spaz moment yeah. where she was just gonna like throw the breakfast out she's like no 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 wait 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 i actually like my eggs like this yeah 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 which is so just, cute like, cook them oh, like that thanks awesome. so she tried right? back which is nice and like we also see a quick scene too of um one of the gangsters like the right hand of the fucking vampire leader um he essentially goes to the gravesite and sees that it's all dug up and yeah. like creepy. So he knows that Brandon has like essentially come back. And these people clearly do their own dark magic of sorts because like they're sacrificing women and their eyeballs Doing are cut out. So it just seems to be all sorts yeah. of things like that. And in between all this too, Sergeant Albrecht is suspended from his job. Yeah. They, he stole even... a file from the yes. detective to try and help the case. And the detective's like, hey, guess what, Dickwad? You're yeah. fucking suspended now. Yeah. Effective immediately. And um, Sarah's wandering around. Sarah ends up going to the old apartment with the crazy window and the crime scene or whatever. And yeah. the kitty's there in like in real life. And she so says, that's know. what she says. She's like, I thought that you were dead. Yeah. Like she doesn't realize that the fucking cat is dead, I think. Yeah. And that it's a know. ghost cat. Ghost cat. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. But, like, she knows that Eric is there. She sees smoke in the fireplace because he's heard her coming. Yes. And he disappeared. The logs are fire. Or, yes. like, embers. Yeah. And she's, like... <laughs> and then eventually he does reveal himself. Um, and yeah. then she's, like, I knew it was you, even with the makeup kind Cause of she's, thing. Because she says, like, this is so funny. Like, I don't know if any of anyone's ever fought with... I thought you cared. It's, like, I do care. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest moment. Sweet. I'm just, like, she, she, she literally was, like, to hell with you then. And I thought you cared about me. And he just, and like, then that's pivots. And he's, like... Yeah. 
I care. That's <laughs> yeah, so cute. There's and so he does, though. He, I think he was probably just, like, more so, like, freaked out a little bit that, like, someone's coming into his house. Yes. You know what I mean? He's, I like, know. just there. And he's, who like, knows who it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's just, like, freaking out. I'm a ghost, out. not a psychic. But she right. was looking for him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then the, this other guy, the guy who he was in the back of T-Bird's car is now t- being interviewed by the gangster leader. Yeah. Who, king vampire over here um asking like essentially like what happened how do you know like he's like oh like i saw like this guy in the back of the car with him and like blah 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 like something is not right blah 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 just giving him he's saying like this dude like fucking came back to life yeah (laughs) i'm telling you right now and then sarah and the cop end up meeting up at this like restaurant randomly and talking about whether or not people can come back to life exactly because they're like are you crazy because i'm crazy yeah i think i'm crazy but we're we're together together. (laughs) we saw the same thing crazily together (laughs) so they both have seen eric and they both know that he exists now and are like sharing that together. Yes, which is cool because it was like about time that these two earthlings figured shit out and we had some good people fighting on the ground. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Um. <laughs> we are back at the club more live music and then there's like drugs in the oh, back no, i think being music, sorted sorry. it was rock and roll and like yeah it was very like metally actually. yeah like, it was intense like this actually I was doing, whole, like late night i want to say like the entire fucking score for this album was amazing album, <laughs> yeah. entire score for this movie was yeah. awesome i love all these 90s songs there. it was so good yeah. um yeah and then like uh anyway eric is listening into this business meeting where essentially i think he's saying like we need to like fucking kill this guy yeah they just want to cause mayhem and like cut like put things on fire and like they said they said at one point let's set a fire so big the gods will notice us again yeah so let's go fuck shit up like who cares if there's only three of or four of us left like let's go do some evil shit and this is when like the crow kind of lands on the table and startles everyone and they're like what the fuck like how this good thing get in here and then they realize like eric appears and they kind of realize that like oh when the crow appears eric appears like okay they're linked so that's something they make a mental note of and then they obviously like threaten to shoot him he's already like annoyed by him he's like just fucking shoot him so they shoot him a bajillion times yes every person at the table has a gun (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and yeah you obviously falls down and they're like ah ha ha very fun right now and then he fucking of course gets right back up i know and And this is where we see some like really cool like karate like backflips martial arts yeah oh it was awesome yeah it was really cool to see um who threw who gets thrown out the window oh cops come in saved by cop evil he just throws a guy one of, the, one of the main guys that's, like, in there. He gets, gets thrown, thrown out the window, lands on a cop car. Right. Um, and then... <laughs> Those poor cops have had a night. I know, um, eh? Eric ends up being chased by a police helicopter, fucking Spider-Man style. He's, like, like scaling roofs yeah. so easily. Just, yeah. like, jumping. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and then, like, essentially, this is when the, the gangsters kind of realize, like, oh... We realize the crow is linked to him, and if we kill the crow, it's probably going to yeah. make it so that he can be killed as well, or he won't be killed. Kill the crow, else. destroy the man. Like, that's their new plan. Right. And then it's Halloween night now, I believe, and I love this scene. He's, like, on the streets with his makeup. There's, like, a street light kind of, like, on his face, and he's almost, like, smiling to himself because everyone's wearing masks in Halloween. Like, that moment and his smile and, like, the look in his eye really reminded me of, like, Joker-esque moments because mm-hmm. it was just, like... His acting was so amazing. Like, this genuine look on his face. Like, it was, I don't know. It was an awesome moment. I, I really loved that. I agree. He does seem like... One minute like, scene or like, like, the best thing about him is that, like, 
he maintained being human in his role, which is always like the hardest thing to do. Like you're not just like a character. Yeah. You have to also be like human sometimes. And like he was, like I said, like when he put his head down, when the guy was like, I fucked her with this knife and she loved it. Mm -hmm. And he just like puts his head down because he's just like, how fucking dare you say that? Like, and just can't handle it. I'm like, that's so human and just such a good. It's crazy. (laughs) And then these fucking assholes kidnap Sarah. Yeah. Which is not cool because Sarah's dope. And, and they, yeah, they realize obviously that she's like great bait to like yeah. lure him to them because yeah. that's what they need to do is like yeah. take control of the situation. And it's just like so sad. Like immediately and after she leaves interacting with him, they like swipe her off the street. I know. Like, and the like eye fetish ladies, like her eyes are so innocent. I'm like, fuck off. Okay. Don't put your knife anywhere near Sarah's eyes or I will cut you myself. That's huh. right. <laughs> and then uh yeah so he shows up um the crow knows and guides him there somehow I yeah know. again the crow takes him to exact vengeance like yes. essentially like if the crow is not gonna like allow someone innocent like sarah to like die yeah well as a result of him coming back to life yeah. right like it's not gonna and it's happen, at this so. like epic location of like a clock tower bell tower situation with like spiral staircases and stuff and so it's like give me the girl and then at this point too they, they have they fight and stuff but he actually ends up bleeding like, well they actually what? shot the crow oh and that's showed why up. and when the right. crow was injured it made it so that he could He's, be injured oh no that's it, like what... weakened him which is really <gasps> fascinating that's and, not like, good that was actually like pretty genius of these like other gangsters to like notice that and had they not been into dark magic they probably would have never realized they that. would have done great things with their life if they just think like one of them could have been a doctor or you know contributed to society but <laughs> some people are just born psychopaths you know? <laughs> yeah that's true they can do it but oh do God. they want to no they yeah, really just want to yeah. kill people and oh eat their eyeballs or whatever yeah she could have been like a i don't know okay anyways. do you want that girl near no i don't want her near no. my eyeballs i don't want anyone near my eyeballs not in any capacity <laughs> Um, yeah so essentially he gets shot and he starts to bleed this time and they kind of realize like great our thing worked blah blah blah. but then the officer shows up (sighs) and the crow is killed yep yeah so like super sad but like doesn't the crow attack someone's face at some point before that happens which was like a really awesome moment yeah jumps on someone's face and he's like The crow actually, at one point, jumps on the fucking Asian girl's face. Yeah. Because she has it in her hands as it's slowly dying. And she's the one who, like, grabbed it up. Yeah. And she threatens to kill it. And then when she does that, it fucking just rips which is my moment yes both of them and i was like perfect you deserve that that is justice yeah that is what you get she had obviously like a very huge obsession with like people's eyes and And then she falls down the whole like tower like she's just fucking dead she's gone and sarah's up top with the main evil dude lucius malfoy whatever the the brunette version and he pushes Sarah off and she's like holding on for dear life at one point and I'm like hold clutching it's my like pearl. raining they're on the roof yeah. for some reason just randomly which I thought was so funny sword fight on a roof which is really awesome in the rain I was like yes <laughs> but very sketchy like these stunt guys or whoever was doing this sword fight like that is so scary in the first place like regardless of scenario trying to like do these two-step motions on the tiny plank platform when it's wet like <laughs> i know and like oh. I'm, like fortunately though this fucking guy gets stabbed through the abdomen mm. and uh yeah that's 
that's when he ends up putting his hands yes. on the face of this later guy and he's like this is for you fucking 30 hours of suffering and torture oh, and, and pain and pain and he puts all of his wife's suffering yes. into him which is amazing and makes him feel it all which just like kind of like comatoses him and like blanks him yeah. out because it's just like an overdose of like suffering all at once it's such a cool crazy moment in concept making someone feel all that pain that they put wouldn't someone else through be, like that is the best vengeance wouldn't that be the best justice that if we could like invent a way to do that is yeah. like recreate the exact like feeling of suffering without actually torturing someone yes and for me so think understand it like fuck yeah thinking back to why this was written in the first place like his fiance being killed by a drunk driver i bet like kind of That's a certain evil want. part of him wanted him to like have that guy go through what he has had Absolutely. to go through because of him Absolutely. you know what i mean feel that it's... pain like put, I'm gonna put like my hands how, on your face and you feel you it. How dare you take that from me, right? Like, yeah, yeah they absolutely want someone to like oh, man. know exactly what they're going through, and like, you know, you can't undo that, and that's the worst part. Is that like it's crazy? You know, so it's don't crazy. drink and drive, folks, because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, and like it's more than just you out there. You know, other yeah. people exist. You got to share the world with them. You can't just like be irresponsible and like put their lives at jeopardy at risk for that reason. It's mm-hmm. just silly. It's crazy. Oh, so that guy ends up dying. He is, since he got like stabbed and can get injured now, he's basically dying and crawls to Shelly's grave. Yeah. Ugh, just so to like sweet. be with her. It is so sad. Oh yeah. my God. Like yeah. that's where he wants to be. And that's like so sweet. And then she ends up returning to him at the grave site and just like puts her hand on his shoulder. And he's so startled to see her, but like obviously just like that's his like reward for like doing all of this yeah. he like gets a moment with her again and just like yes gets to she feel like her love up. and like her yes. presence and like know that she's like safe and okay where she is and like obviously she looks like okay and like healthy and, and like beautiful yeah she's yes. like kind of literally like glowing in a way like she looks yeah. very angel-esque in a way he gets like, one more moment because like they were both taken from each other without even knowing what what happened like he didn't even just, know when like, she died she didn't know too. Like, yeah it's so, so sad so brutal and like, then they get the ring back uh, the crow like brings it like who, who gets the ring or oh, he gives it, the ring goes the to ring? Sarah because yeah, it's the physical ring yeah yeah which is nice and then yeah. there's this quote like a voiceover real love is forever which is just so like happy Valentine's Day everyone I'm just like this is such a good movie to do today sorry well, I liked like the part like it was like a little bit longer too like at the start of it it just says buildings burn people die but real love is forever mm-hmm but like, wow. Yeah, it's it's a very like moving film. It's very tragic that like how it it just how 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 much it paralleled reality of like Brandon Lee was engaged when he was shooting this film. This was like his debut film. Yeah. yeah. And like you know just things like that and like he it's was about a engaged. Character who was You're engaged. right. I just oh my god. And it's just so many things lined up and plus like all of the tragedies that were mentioned in the cursed films thing like the. Live wire electrocuting two like electricians, mm-hmm. and then like the hurricane, this death, like, and this... the strength that would have taken to come back and finish it and see someone walking around with a face cast. Like, oh my, my stab rating is five, five, yeah, five, just yeah. no question. It's a beautiful piece of work, especially like knowing everything that happened around it and just like it's so devastating and it is about love it's just really like moves me and some of those scenes were just like amazing and some of the deaths too we actually didn't talk about this i can't even remember what happened but at a certain point there was a man who was like speared through his stomach and a spear coming out of his mouth oh that like was, upside down that's when he was on the roof oh and they were fighting. that's when 
vampire yes. leaders. So he got stabbed first, and then when he fell, he fell onto a church. So bike. gory and awesome. And like, like some images, I was just like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. So this was a really, really good watch. Perfect for Valentine's Day. Like, thank you so much, Louise. Yeah. Awesome. And like, yeah, the only thing that was like, that they kind of cut out of the movie while making it was like, so there was supposed to be the ghost cowboy, which we kind of mentioned. It was supposed to be um, Michael Berryman. Mm-hmm. And he had one scene that was shot, and that would have been such a sick, like, addition I yeah. feel to explain a little bit more of like kind of like his undead life yeah do you know what I mean because yeah. like he did like adopt like he just adapted to it immediately and to me that was weird and it was all between the crow mutication and we don't speak crow so it's well, tough well yeah but I guess like I don't know you just know <laughs> no stuff, I know what you mean yeah, yeah no. it's like yeah I, I get it from the movie like that was like kind of like the major only loophole yeah. was, it wasn't, like, wasn't perfect, any, any they description had to... of it but I totally understand yeah. like that and I'm, it's completely yeah like, forgivable because it was because still of the such a great film and yeah. like yeah, and it's just such a shame that, like, just such a young life was taken from this earth. And, it, it like, I don't know for sure. Like, I think that he does have children of his own as well already sure, yeah. on this planet. And, like, it's just so sad so that, like, sad. they have such a sad story to live with. Like, I their know. grandfather and father yeah. both lost at such a long time, <laughs> such an early time in their lives. Yeah, like, and then Michael Massey having to live with that, too, is just so hard. Yeah, just, like, what a oh, sad tragedy. But yeah. may he rest in peace. And, yeah, thank you so much, Louise, for bringing this wonderful Valentine's Day yeah. tale of gothic romance right? to our podcast. And happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah. We hope you all enjoy and have do something that makes you day. Happy. Tell us what you're watching today what's your favorite valentine's day horror yes yes thank you for joining us for today's episode of this horrible place if you like what you hear don't forget to subscribe rate and review on all your favorite listening platforms Mm -hmm. you can also find us on instagram at this horrible place and at this horrible place.com you can also find out about our patron because that's what today's episode was they submitted some options which is super awesome go to our page this horrible place.com click on that tab for more information Information. Mm-hmm. We're really excited because next we're doing Hunted. Hunted. Yeah, we <laughs> on Shutter just this year. Yeah. Um, and as soon as it came out, I was like, we need to do an episode on this. Yeah. It looks really interesting and it is interesting. So we're excited to talk about it. We'll see. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Yes. Don't get too comfortable. Horrible things are happening here. <laughs> It's not a good day to be a bad guy.